things you should know right off the bat. I've had four cups of coffee. I'm a little nervous. Did I mention my name's Chadi? Yeah. Oh, um, this is a podcast for imperfect people, and uh, you should know that uh, I cry in corners. True story. Hey guys, welcome to season six of I Crying Corners. If this is your first time with me, uh, welcome. I'm super excited that you're here. Um, I'm super excited about the season. I don't know if you've noticed, uh, it feels a little different uh, topically and because uh, I'm currently recording actual video for this. So if you're listening to the audio version, I love you and you're old school and I respect you. <laughs> um, but you should know that there is an actual video component of this. So if you've ever wondered about my weird facial expressions and how I mess up the whole time, but leave them all mess ups and you should watch it. Anyways, anyway, subscribe to my YouTube channel as um, I'm going to be making more videos. Um, But we're talking about the podcast today. So let's jump right in. Season six is all about Daniel, the book of Daniel. Uh, I wanted to do a a season based on uh, difficult seasons uh, because we're in a difficult season. My husband is currently holed up in our bedroom um, and I'm sitting in my living room uh, because I have quarantined him to the entire right side of my house. And uh, because, uh, uh, yeah, he may have COVID. So that's little weird and frustrating and what a weird new normal for us. Um, and so we're navigating that and navigating the craziness of this season. This season's been a little weird. Um, but with all that to say, uh, I've learned a lot in the book of Daniel on how to thrive in circumstances and in situations that are not ideal. And so that's my hope is to go through each chapter with you, my friends. And because um, you know what? Uh, there are going to be lots of corners to cry in uh, during seasons like this. But the whole I cry in corners thing is not because we cry in corners. The whole crying corners thing is a principle of understanding who we are and who our God is. And that at the end of the day, we need to take a step away way to see where we're at, what we're in, and what we can do, and what God is doing. And when we do that, we thrive. And so it's all about thriving this season. How do we thrive in uh, difficult circumstances, difficult seasons? And we're going to jump right in um, to Daniel 1. If uh, you're wondering what I'm reading out of, I'm going to do it out of the voice translation, just because I like the way it reads. I'm going to read uh, a little bit, so if you haven't gotten your uh, Bible reading in today, uh, don't worry, I'm going to read it for you. Um, I notice that every time I read the story, I can't pronounce this guy's name, so please don't judge me. Um, But anyways, I'm excited, and I missed you guys. Thank you so much for being along for this next uh, 12 weeks. It'll probably be more than that. I might take breaks. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm excited. Okay, here we go. Daniel 1. All right. So now it has happened during the third year of King uh, Jehoiakim's reign over Judah, the armies of King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon marched against him and they laid siege to Jerusalem, Judah's capital. And the Lord gave Nebuchadnezzar the victory and ooh, the Lord gave Nebuchadnezzar the victory and allowed him to take uh, the king of Judah as his prisoner. At the same time, he permitted the king of Babylon to actually rob God's temple of some of his sacred vessels and carry them away to Babylonia, which was the land between the Tigris and the Euphrates River, uh, to fill the treasure of his own gods, Marduk and Nebo. And after the king returned home, he commanded Ashpenaz, chief of royal eunuchs, to bring some of the Israelites who had been taken captive to the palace. And these included members of Judah's royal family and nobility. Guys, I'm going to actually, I'm going to do this a little different 
I just feel like I'm supposed to read and then just give you the points. Okay, so I'm just going to read this and give you what I feel like God's given me. Uh, what you don't know is I've actually recorded this like four times, um, and uh, I'm not used to this setup, but I feel like I'm supposed to do it. And so it's been really awkward to try to teach this like this. So I'm just going to go to how I normally do it, which is just read the Bible and then I have I had notes and stuff, but it's just not going to work for me today. So I'm just going to do it old school and we'll see how this works. And uh, you guys will walk this journey out with me. Okay, so first things first, uh, this um, episode is called Determined. And I find that Daniel was a man that was determined. And uh, you have to be determined uh, to know who you are, to love God, to understand uh, that you're set apart if you're ever going to be thrown into a lion's den and survive. And so I think a lot of people look at the life of Daniel and go, oh, I want lion's den victories. But uh, this is chapter one. He's been kidnapped. Uh, you uh, I'm going to get to all that in a second. There's a lot of things that are going to happen to Daniel in the next eight verses. I'm going to read one through eight. And um, what you need to understand is that he was determined to do the things that we're going to talk about today. And being determined is the overall goal. Um, you got to be determined to be able to thrive in circumstances and exile seasons. And so um, the first thing I just want to pull out of this before I keep reading is that um, uh, Nebuchadnezzar, the Lord gave Nebuchadnezzar the victory and allowed him to take uh, the Judah a prisoner. At the same time, he permitted the king to rob God's temple of some of his sacred vessels. The first thing you need to be determined is to know that God is in charge. God is always in charge of your season. No matter what happens in my life or in my circumstance, God, I am determined to allow that my roots are dug deep in the, in the foundational knowledge that God is in charge. God is not less concerned than I am. He is more concerned than I am because he loves me so much that he gave his son on a cross. Like, I think that in these seasons, these difficult seasons, what Daniel 1 can tell us is that God is in charge and that sometimes he allows certain seasons um, to push us forward. That Chadi, you just read this person was literally kidnapped and um, all his stuff stolen. And you just said, God will grow us in that. Yep. God grows us in seasons that we may not understand as his ways are higher than our ways and his way. God is in charge. I need you to be determined today to know that God is in charge. Okay, so it goes on in three. It says, after the king returned home, he commanded Ashpenaz, chief of the royal eunuchs, to bring some of the Israelites who had been taken captive to the palace. And this included members of Judah's royal family and nobility. Judah's royal family and nobility. He was looking for the potential candidates from exiles to serve in his court. Fit young men with no physical or uh, moral infirmities, handsome, skilled in all wisdom, knowledgeable, discerning, and understanding. Okay, we find Daniel. Daniel is literally being kidnapped. He's a kid and he's noble and he's literally about to become a slave in somebody else's court. Um, the other thing I feel like you need to know today, not only do you need to be determined to know that God is in charge, but be determined to know who you are. See this road, wilderness seasons, this trek, this kidnapping of sorts. Uh, what it will do is it'll give you a victim mentality instead of understanding that you were meant uh, to be victors. I think there's so many things in our life where the road will begin to define us when the truth is the road was meant to grow us. It was never meant to define us. This road that you're on, this circumstance that you're, this season, this 2020, we're not defined by 2020. We define 2020. I see all these memes about the, the year and I wish it would go away. And uh, the truth is, is that if we don't look at 2020 as an opportunity for God to clear, bring some clarity, what's going to happen is it's going to be a 
faint memory of something that we walked through and not something that grew us. So what I love so much is that not only do you need, okay, so be determined to know who you are. Daniel knew who he was. He knew who he was. That trek did not make him a victim. Um, uh, what was about to happen to him? Like literally it goes on to say that those selected were taught the language and the literature of the people that lived in Babylonia as part of their assimilation into Babylonian court life. Dude, the circumstances, these roads that we're on, um, the, the, the truth is, is that if we don't learn uh, or if we don't know who we are, the wilderness is going to tell us who we are. It goes on to say that, and I'll read it here in a second, that they actually changed his name, uh, Daniel, and, and they changed his friend's names. The world wants to tell you who you are, but you need to know who you are. Because if you don't know who you are before the wilderness, oh my God, the wilderness is going to jack you up. So I wrote a book about wilderness seasons. It's called Nomad. And um, in the book, I say that I want to be the Bear Grylls of the wilderness. But I always end up being the Tom Hanks guy in Castaway. And um, the other day, I was laughing about it by myself. And I was like, God, you know, I, I just want to be... Uh, this situation with my husband happened, and I was just frustrated. And I was like, I was in tears. You know, it's frustrating to write a book on the wilderness, and then, like, you're in a wilderness, and you suck at it. You know? Just, I don't know, throw that out there. Um... But I felt like the Holy Spirit said, Chadi, all this time you've been trying to be the Bear Grylls, but really Tom Hanks at Castaway is the win. Because Bear Grylls actually has, <laughs> I forgot this, that Bear Grylls has people actually try out the stunts before he actually does them. And Tom Hanks from Castaway, he actually had to learn all that stuff. Guys, sometimes we've got to go through the messy and the vulnerable to realize who we are. The cross was messy and vulnerable, but Jesus knew who he was. It didn't define Jesus. He defined the cross. And I think that every day, our daily dying to the circumstances and to the situations that we're in, we got to tell the situation who we are. That trek, that kidnapping didn't tell Daniel who he was. You could have put him in any court he wanted. He was still going to live set apart. He still was going to choose certain things for his life. He still was going to stand for certain things in his life. This season, this circumstance, whatever it is that you're walking through, you define the moment. Don't let the moment define you. I think at the end of the day, that's what God's trying to teach us. And you need to be determined to fight for that, that no matter what circumstance you're in, like at the end of the day, like you know that you belong to God. You know that God is in charge. You know that you're set apart. This kid was was from like, he was, he was noble. Like it didn't matter that you threw slave on him. Like the world is going to try to put names on you and, and you've got to be able to be set in stone foundationally and know that you belong to God. It goes on to say that as part of their assimilation into Babylonian court life, the king offered them a daily portion of the food and wine from his own table and they were to be educated for three years before serving in the king's court. From among Judah's exiles, Daniel, uh, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah were selected and Ashpenaz, chief of the royal eunuchs, gave them Babylonian names to signify their new identity in the foreign place. Okay, so the next thing I want you to know is that um, you got to be determined to know that God's in charge. You have to be determined to know who you are, and you need to be determined to stay flexible. This kid didn't just learn the language. He became the best at the language. He didn't just learn the literature. He became the best at the literature. We find his friends later on in, I think, chapter two or three, do some pretty gangster things. Like, they've changed their name. And, like, I forgot what what their names actually mean. I should go Google it and find out or maybe put it in the lower thirds in the video but or, or put it in the notes or something on the podcast. But, like, it was completely contrary to what their name meant in Hebrew. Like, it was a total attack on their name. And, like, 
it, they didn't let it define them. They stayed flexible to the circumstance and let the circumstance actually grow them. I don't, I don't do water excursions. I've talked about this for a long time. I make jokes about being knocked unconscious in a canoe and I hate going on cruises and there's reasons why. But this past week, my husband, uh, it was his birthday and all he wanted to do was go on a beach excursion. So I went and I booked it and uh, I didn't make any plans because he hates when I make plans. And I, I let everything just kind of fly by the seat of their pants. I was at the beach every day. I got in a boat every day. I was in the ocean every day. And to be honest with you, it was the best vacation I've ever been on. It was awesome. It was awesome. But I never say yes to stuff like that. If anything, I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. I have no desire to do that. I'm never flexible. I don't allow, I don't flex to anything. I, I'm very, very black and white. I, I have certain things. I have boundaries and parameters and things. Of, I don't know if you're like this in your life, but like I have found in circumstances that are like wilderness seasons, treks in the wilderness, COVID 2020 nonsense seasons. I use these walls to protect me. But what I have found in the past week when I went on this vacation that my walls actually don't, they keep me from finding joy and from people I love finding joy and happiness and me growing. And one of the funny things is, is my mom used to always tell me that, you know, being a Cuban, she would laugh at how light skinned I was because as a kid, I was really dark. And she said, if you ever actually went out in the sun and stopped staying inside like a vampire, you actually would probably turn a couple shades darker, which I have. I don't know if you can tell from the video, but I looked in the mirror the other day and I was like, I wonder if that's prophetic that the things that I have said no to, that they have made me forget who I am. They've made me forget that I'm actually four shades darker um, because I don't stay flexible. Sometimes God wants to show us who we are, show us that he's in charge, show us that he's working on our behalf, but we're so just anti-adapting and anti-assimilating to whatever God is trying to teach us that in, as a result, we just turn into vampires. And we just don't go out in the sun and don't enjoy the water and don't enjoy the things that God has for us because the truth is, is we've put up our boundaries and our walls, which are good, but not to the point, God, where we or guys, where we miss out on what God is trying to teach us. And I, in this season, man, I, I just, I don't want to miss out on what God's trying to teach me, even if it's in a wilderness, even if it's in a trek and I feel kidnapped, even if it's not making plans and having to get on a boat for seven days. I, I don't want to miss out on what God is doing. I don't want you to miss out on what God is doing in you and through you and for you because things are hard. So you got to be determined to stay flexible and flex even when things are like when you adapt it's like you become camouflage into whatever it is, whatever circumstance, which is fine. I'm, I'm all for assimilating. Daniel assimilated, but he was also flexible. He flexed, but he didn't lose himself in the flex. That's why I said you got to be determined to know who you are, but you also got to be determined to stay flexible because sometimes when you adapt, you break. So stay flexible. Be un if, yeah, just be flexible. So um, I'll finish this with eight where it says, although the king ate only the finest Babylonian fare, Daniel was determined not to violate God's law and defile himself. He was determined not to violate God's law and defile himself by eating the food and drinking the wine that came from the king's table. So he asked the chief of the royal eunuchs for permission to not eat the food. Guys, just because it's at the king's table doesn't mean it's for you. I think a lot of times we strive for 
whatever we see success as. Like this kid here, he is. He's he's kidnapped. He's he's he had to become a eunuch. He's got all these things, and for some reason, he's found favor with the king. It it, it looks like he's found something good. Like, dude, you get to eat at the king's table, and as a result, he's like, no, I I. I'm determined not to eat that. And there was a lot of reasons. I'm not going to go into why he wasn't eating it, but I would say not only be, okay, so be determined in knowing, this is where not doing this with notes, being determined, knowing that God is in charge. He's allowed it. He's loving you and he's, he's, he's growing you. Okay. Be determined in that. Be determined in uh, knowing who you are. Your identity is set. Don't let the trek determine who you are. Don't let the wilderness tell you who you are. Thirdly, I said, be determined in being flexible. Make sure you flex because there's joy in the flex. There's lessons in the flex. And then fourth, uh, what did I say? Be determined. Oh, oh. And um, be determined in staying filled up. Okay. Daniel didn't, Chadi, Daniel didn't eat that stuff. Nobody filled himself up with the right things. What are you filling yourself up with this season? If you want to thrive in this season, uh, the reason I wanted to do Daniel was because he thrived in difficult seasons. He didn't, he didn't just survive. He thrived. And I want to thrive. I want you to thrive. I want us to thrive as a family, as, as a team. Like We have to be thriving in this season. And the way that we thrive is by being determined to know these things and then walking them out. What are you filling yourself up with? What are you ingesting in this season. The other day I took the TikTok off my phone, the TikTok, <laughs> not because I wasn't looking at good things, but because I don't want to lay in bed at night and that be what I do instead of talking to my husband. And so I realized I was ingesting, I was literally ingesting one thing that's not a bad thing. It actually was a good thing. I was laughing and, you know, sending memes to people and, but it wasn't a God thing. And I think that in this season we need to determine what is a good thing and what is a God thing because a God thing doesn't necessarily match up. And so you can sit and you can ingest things, but they might not necessarily be a God thing. So I started reading again. I, I got in the word more. I started um, spending more time with my family and my nieces and my nephews and my parents and my in-laws. And I started ingesting other things and what I found to be God things. And those, those God things actually produce fruits of the spirit in me, whether they're self-control or kindness or compassion or peace. Um, I found that what I don't want to do is ingest things that make me mentally forget what season I'm in, but instead grow me in the season I'm in. So what are you ingesting, my friends? What are you um, filling yourself up with? Um, some of you are like, well, I binge watched Yellowstone. So did I. It's okay. Um, it's Kevin Costner. I mean, at the end of the day, I'll watch anything with Kevin Costner. No, nobody. I'm the only one who awkwardly watched that show because it's on Peacock. It's on the Peacock. That's a good little, uh, um, what's it called? New little thing. I, I, I'm going to, this is going to be awkward for everybody. I'm probably going to cut this out. But I, I did legitimately cancel my Disney Plus and all of my other things just to get Peacock so I could watch Yellowstone with Kevin Costner, guys. Um, you haven't done it. You're going to have to forward through a couple of those. But... It's Kevin Costner. So you're welcome. That's my tidbit for today. This got real weird. Anyways, what was I talking about? Being determined. I was determined to watch Kevin Costner. Okay. Anyways, this is so off topic. Jesus is Lord over Jacksonville. Okay. So uh, being determined to ingest good things. I find that um, when I ingest the things that God wants me to ingest, uh, what happens is, is I stay healthy and it leads me to my fourth one, which is um, what, why won't my computer close? Oh, <laughs> be determined to stay healthy. 
mentally healthy, uh, healthy, healthy. Uh, I have found over the last uh, September, October, November, December, January, February, March, April, May, June, July, 10 months. I don't math. Okay, 10 months. I've lost uh, like 60 pounds. I still need to lose like 60 more. But I have found that when I made health a priority, then all of a sudden my mental health became even more of a priority and all the different facets of health became a priority. I think if you want to thrive in seasons of exile and seasons where it feels like things have been kidnapped from you, like your freedom, um, and the masks and the quarantines in the 2020s, uh, man, it's like when you make health a priority, it's like all those other things uh, seem to fall into place. And so I just want you to be determined, be determined, because when you are, you end up, uh, my mom's calling me right now, guys, in the middle of this. I'm literally watching her, watch me decline. This is going to get off. Okay. Mom, I'm sorry. I totally just declined you. Um, I'll call you back in three minutes. Oh, my God. Just be determined to call your mom back. Be determined to know God's in charge. Be determined to know that no matter what, like the wilderness is not meant to define you. The trek is not meant to define you. The road is not meant to define you. You belong to God. You are his and his alone. And um, he is growing you. Everything you're walking through is going to push you forward and push the kingdom forward. Don't let this season become a season that um, is in the back of your mind full of regret. Let this be a season that you remember as a season that you were determined uh, like Daniel. Uh, you know, in, in, in Daniel, we're going to find as the chapters go on that God gives him visions and um, promises. And um, King Nebuchadnezzar is going to literally encounter God, the mighty God, in a pretty supernatural way. And I just want to encourage you and say that right now, yes, it does feel like you've been kidnapped. Yes, right now it feels like things suck. But I promise you, um, just like in Daniel, um, miracles, signs, and wonders happen in exile seasons. And um, they can happen here, right where you are, no matter how hard things are. So I love you and praying for you. Um, let's stay connected. If there's anything you want me to pray about, um, throw them in the comment section on YouTube or uh, send them to me on Instagram. Send me a DM. I answer all of them personally. Just know that I'm praying for you. Uh, we are going to thrive in this season as we continue to walk through the book of Daniel and um, be determined um, because that's what's going to set us all apart. So uh, I guess I'll see you next time. Love you weirdos.